The year is 1983. I'm Dave. I'm Zach. And this is My Marvelous Year. Variant cover. Hello and welcome to My Marvelous Year. This is our 1983 variant cover part two, first of its kind in the My Marvelous Year podcast journey. I'm Dave Busing, the founder and editor-in-chief of ComicBookHerald.com. I am joined today by a very special guest. He is hairier than he used to be. He is also more like Thor than he used to be. It's Zach Dean. How's it going, Zach? He's just saying I put on weight. It's very rude. I said it as politely as possible. <laughs> I, th- I I said it no, very no, positively. Um, the uh, the other thing is, did you notice that we are wearing the same exact shirt today? <laughs> uh, no, but boy, did we nail that. Yeah, I yeah, would yeah, love to do we're... all streams in coordinated attire from now on if we can swing it. Yeah. Um. So, uh, just to let people know out there listening. We, I think we are making the decision to pivot to doing our variant covers live on Twitch when we record these, which is generally Wednesday afternoons, somewhere around 4 or 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So if mm-hmm. you're interested in watching these live, which they generally are a little bit messier, <laughs> if that's your thing, I uh, cut out some of the yeah, chaff for editing. You say that, but we don't, I mean, on variant covers, it's not like we have long stretches of recording that we actually edit out, I don't think. Uh, not, you know, no, there's just a little much. more like getting things set up and getting going. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. once we're going, you know, we're just rolling. We're oh, just yeah. tumbling downhill like a little puck rolled into a ball, <gasps> eager to join Alpha Flight. The That's call! how I view us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we should say here, uh, this is a variant cover episode of My Marvelous Year. My Marvelous Year is the podcast and reading club where we go through the Marvel Universe from its origins to today. We are up to Marvel publication calendar year 1983. We just finished parts three and four. If you want to find the comics we're reading, you can find them in the show notes uh, or over at patreon.com slash year. You can get access to the entire spreadsheet, which has just been updated for the oh, years yeah. 1985 and uh, 1984. 1986, and Dean's, getting close. Getting close the to Dean's list here. from 1984, that episode hasn't even happened yet. And people are already demanding more. People, demanding they more? <laughs> or maybe they're confused and they thought that there would be do, uh, one for 1985 as well. But uh, Well, it. You know what I'll tell you is 1986 right now is has a lot of good comics that I don't know how we're going to fit. So that could be a mm. candidate for a Dave's List episode, um, you know, which is obviously just what all of them are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh, and and <laughs> I don't true. hear enough people celebrating Dave's List episodes. So I'm, I'm just going to start calling them that because I feel like you're getting a lot of credit for your one episode. Yeah, which I haven't even really done yet. <laughs> which we'll uh, do. Uh, we'll do next week, I think. No, Not I mean, live, e- even if people were like, "These are great. I want more of this." Even coming just from me, I would only want to do it every once in a while because it's a lot of work. How how like depressed are you going to be if mm. people are like not into the comics, I'm, or even just like middle of the road? Like, yeah, these are fine. Um, I'll be a little surprised, actually, to be honest. I guess I, I mean I don't know. I'm not going to be depressed over it, but uh, I would be surprised because I think I picked a good, interesting batch of comics um, that like yeah. touch on stuff that we haven't 
talked about a lot and like drops down into interesting series like little views of series that we're not touching much because maybe they're not particularly noteworthy but um i don't know we'll uh, we'll get into that well next week um or not next week a couple weeks from now uh and then also um like i'm kind of quietly working on a dc year list which I mean, who knows if and it's, when we'll it's do not that, that quietly. Good. You've been yeah. yelling about it to everyone yeah. you see. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> in so as much as this is not a formal announcement that we're doing the show anytime soon or, you know, at all, I guess this is, you know, a, a project, uh, side project at the moment. But man, it is a lot of work. Tell me, tell me <laughs> the truth. Tell me the truth, Dave. Yeah. Did you read me. every issue that you put into the My Marvelous Year list before you put it in? Um, or were you like, well, this is an important issue. Got to throw like that in I then... know I'm going to want to read this or something. Yeah, because uh, no, right now, like you know, I'm no, first... I think I read all of them. I, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm sure I didn't read every Marvel comic certainly, as I've said before. Yeah, of but course, I, yeah. anything that's on the list, I've read at least once. I mean, the, um, the way I'm in many cases, it, it was like, like for the first time. So certainly, yeah, oh, like course, yeah. as we were going through, like I hadn't done, you know, I mentioned this before, I haven't done like the Claremont X Men New Mutants binge before I was compiling the list. So like that was happening in tandem. Where I was reading those issues and then simultaneously deciding like what you know which of these actually go into the my marvelous year list mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I just put on where I was just like yeah this just goes on even though I haven't read it <laughs> um maybe the 90s got really hard to yeah, make the sure. list at the time especially in 2016 because uh Marvel Unlimited's content that was available for 90s comics was really really low compared to what yeah. it is now yeah, um, yeah. even now it's missing a lot of stuff but it's it's way more built up than it was. So those lists are going to change significantly. And uh, mm-hmm. that, that was kind of what I was alluding to, too, as I was looking at it yesterday, as I was finalizing 85. In 1986, there's a lot of stuff I just want to read that yep. I haven't read before because now it's been added. So uh, look out for that. There will definitely be some changes to the, um, to the originals. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the way I'm doing it initially is, like, write a rough draft of what looks like the big, important landmark issues... And then I go through and read all those, see if any of them look like they get cut. And then I kind of mm-hmm. just skim around and read some random issues and find, you know, oh, this one's particularly fun. I need a little more Wonder Woman this year, etc. Um, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how this turns out. Also, I mean, we don't have to talk about this so far in the future. Um, but uh, I, I know good, consistent branding, my DC year makes perfect sense. But we did have a listener suggest a great title, which is The Dave mm-hmm. and the Bold. The Dave and the Bold. That's really good. That's, that's really, really, really good. good. Yeah, Charlotte um, obviously Charlotte plays too. Uh, of course, yeah, our our best listener, I think, mm. for being honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a slam because <laughs> shots fired. Yeah, well, no, you I'm used to kidding. say it was Christina. I mean, she's awesome. So, but, uh, uh, so now you, many great wow. listeners. Many, wow, many wow. great. Li- so I many great. Christina's listeners. not listening. Zach, mm. so many. Uh, the Dave and the Bold, <laughs> I like a lot. Yeah, that's very good. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's uh, let's get into some business first off i want to talk about that poll uh we did a poll for our next patreon goal which is a 616 dollar goal which we're uh, we're definitely a nice month on patreon so we're not that far off i think we hit like... our goal no no we're like 40 bucks away but, oh okay. um get we're a lot closer than we were at the here. beginning of the Let's month celebrate yeah. we're gonna do another bad comic podcast and the choices were nemesis by mark miller which I why is this a goal about. like like we need a new phrase for this we need we need instead of patreon goals they need to allow us to do a punishment box mm. where if we reach a certain amount of money you get to punish us it's like a dunk tank, one of these comics you know? 
toss the baseball and dunk us in the water. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh, that'd be fun. That'd be a that should be a, a distant goal. We we will buy a dunk tank. <laughs> Not even one. We'll buy about. one. And we'll get together and you can all come mm-hmm. throw baseballs at us. Okay. I mean but I, I guess every other goal that we have right now is uh, like humiliation based. Because we have like a three thousand dollar goal of me doing a stiltman cosplay. So Which like I have, to, all... I have to go to a convention just as Stiltman. I mean that's an all-timer. Should uh, should conventions ever reemerge in the culture here? But um, that one's the, the idea of you learning to walk on stilts alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, I promise uh, I'll do it. Is probably the most appealing goal I've seen on any Patreon of any mm. creators out there. All right, back to the the poll. Last place, Nemesis by Mark Millar Miller. Uh, second to last place, Batman: The Widening Gyre by Kevin Smith, which I have no context for. I don't know anything about that comic, but apparently it's bad. Um, Dave most, yeah, apparently. most of this. Tied for second place is All-Star Batman and Robin by Frank Miller and Trouble by Mark Miller. Now, All-Star Batman and Robin, I just want to read. Like, I actively want I, to read that. I actually, so I campaigned against that because it was sneaking up to be number one. It took number one for a little while, and I campaigned against it because I was like... You're, you're we're just, altering just the poll results a- here? Can we have well, a I mean, fair I, election for once? I'm, I'm allowed to put my thumb on the scale a little bit. Oh my gosh! I had no yeah. idea you're running I mean, ads. It, it was less you're running campaign trash, ads in the middle of this. It was less trashing All-Star Batman and Robin and more telling people what to expect from Tarot, Witch of the Black Rose, which is the one that won, which... Oh, my... With your with your help, apparently. That's fine. I kind of yeah. want to read this, too. Uh, it's pretty crazy. I've read, like, five issues, and I had a pretty fun time with it. Um, I, I, I scrolled through... I, I pirated, or I went on, like, a pirating site. Scrolled through the don't, 115 don't issues of it. Don't tell me that, you monster. Oh, sorry. What, I bought 115 was, was issues. a dollar on Comixology too much for Tarot, Witch of the Black Rose? I'll Come. buy I'll buy a trade of it. Um, I scrolled through. I clicked on one issue at random. It had three women dressed as cats, like, in leather, one of whom had, on her breasts, giant catling guns that had a high caliper Catling bullets. guns? Catling guns with high caliper bullets. Oh my gosh, this is this uh, pun game is so up my alley. Yep. And then they were fighting alongside some secret. Um, There's some secret warrior in a mech suit, and at the end, opened up his head, his helmet. It was Barack Obama, and they were like, "Barack Obama, do all presidents <laughs> dress? Do all presidents fight in a like a, a me- mechanical exoskeleton?" And he's like, "Why yes." And then it showed a flashback to George Washington in a wooden mech suit. So that, yeah, this is a comic we incredible. should be reading. Yeah. So so this is just it's going to be read a bad comic, quote unquote. But we're just going to say actually this is our favorite comic. Is that is that what's I mean? Happen? It's definitely bad, but it's like it's a question of how much they think it. I don't know. Like you kind of get the idea that they think it's cool a lot of times, but uh, the author is definitely winking. I don't know. I'm excited to to dig into it some more. Um, okay. All right. So when we hit that goal, we'll be reading Tarot, Witch of the Black Rose. Definitely worth looking up. Sweet. Oh. Uh, haunted vagina. That's the uh, the big. <laughs> that's what everyone knows about this. Do you? Uh, have you read <laughs> <O-B-T-W>. that? OBTW. <laughs> well, there's like well, some that's famous the, that's the issue we'll be from that, which is like Samantha. You have to get away from that. Your vagina is haunted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's the issue we definitely the have, to, one, have yeah. to focus on. Um, okay. So with all that said, mm-hmm. thank you everybody who's participated in that mm-hmm. poll to help us settle on that goal. Um, I think we still we still need a goal like beyond that. You know, so if you have ideas beyond um, do a DC club, do a manga club, <laughs> uh, do, both, do both another thing great that ideas, you don't, yeah. that you just can't do, <laughs> um, uh, let us know, I guess, 
you can do so uh, at my marvelous here anywhere on social or of course my marvelous here at gmail.com yeah, that's right uh want to get into some emails yeah who are we starting with i've got them up here too okay i want to start with let's see i think uh david yeah i can that's do probably, this one yeah this is dave dave Coleman. all right dave writes just one question this year Considering the age gap between Frankie Ray and Galactus, she's in her 20s, he's older than the universe itself. <laughs> Is this the most John Byrne romance yet? Uh, no, it's not because Frankie <laughs> Ray is a consenting adult, legally and emotionally. <laughs> that is a, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, good, good joke, Dave. Um, Dave Coleman. Not Dave Busing. Romance is with... You you bully. You care. <laughs> <laughs> um, Galactus romances are are not common <laughs> to my yeah, oh, su- like I do not think many recreators go this route. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, to everyone's big surprise. Um, yeah. Because I keep forgetting to mention it, this is apropos of nothing, I just wanted to thank a couple of our club members, um, Dustin, Charlotte, and Moore McGill specifically, for during the March Madness last week, just being so like supportive on Twitter when I would tweet this out every day. They were always there like liking and retweeting and spreading the word for that. So um, I keep meaning to mention that, but I just remembered. Okay, on to the next Thank email. Thank you, supportive patrons. And hey, if you if you like My Marvelous Year mm. and you can support the show over on Patreon.com slash My Marvelous Year, that is super appreciated. Uh, otherwise, we would love it if you can rate and review on iTunes. If you are here oh, with yeah. us live right now and you could go do a rating and review and then tell us in the chat, I will call you out by name. Uh, on we the live will call stream. you out. <laughs> I will roast you on the live yeah, stream. Yeah, we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. We've we've gotten a couple of nice reviews uh, in. I guess March. We haven't gotten one this month, but from Hi Chan and Lauren Hose. I think uh, is how you say that. But yeah. Um, okay, this email comes from Aaron Killingsworth. Mary hug kill Sasquatch North Star and Puck. Okay, we did read the uh, first five issues of Alpha Flight per Zach's mm-hmm. request in mm-hmm. 1983 Part 4. These are all members of that team. Um, this one's easy because Mary, Hug, and whatever else he wants to do goes to Puck. And uh, Kill <laughs> goes to Walter Lankowski uh, because uh, because of his role in Immortal Hulk, circa 2018 to 2020. What oh, yeah, he's, he's interested in that. Um, I would hug Sasquatch because... I'm just picturing me laying on his belly, like May laying on Totoro's belly, uh, my neighbor Totoro. <laughs> like he would just lay in the sun for a while and get all warm, and then I would lay in his fur. I feel like his fur is bristly and not snuggly. No, it is like long and it's clearly long and flowing, like in the arm. Yeah, you're out of your mind. You think very comfy, comfy very soft. Hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, and not then I guess I would probably marry Puck. Yep, probably marry Puck. And uh, Talk I guess about kill bristly. North Star. I like North Star, but uh, I guess I guess they killed North Star. I don't know. I don't have any particular animus against him. But North Star. I'm never excited if the story's really focused on North Star. I guess. Like, I mean, I like I like his dynamic with his sister, but that's about it. Yeah, I, guess. I mean, he's become yeah. a he's become like an important character in Marvel because he's if not the first, one of the first. I think he's the first like openly gay character in yeah. Marvel that they would you know allow acknowledged um you know <laughs> that's the like, thing if you uh, ever read the uh the editorial I, it, I don't know this is like um trigger warning like do this at your own discretion or risk but if you read those alpha flight issues in like the early 90s I think when this happened the letters columns read like 
um, I don't know, like a like a deep internet forum like hate group sometimes. Like some of the stuff that gets published there as like, oh, here's the two sides, people who like this and people who don't. And the it's like the people who don't stuff, it's the idea of them publishing something like that in a Marvel comic, even though it's like someone else's opinion, 30 years later is completely, completely unbelievable. Wow. Um, you mean like when Iceman comes out as gay, they like publish letters trashing it? If I, I didn't read letters columns for Iceman when that mm-hmm. happened but it, yeah. it'd be to me it'd be like if they published the most like in the in the mud like just nonsensical like YouTube comments yeah, yeah. Sure. as yeah. letters like there's some of that stuff that comes through and it's like well, I mean, if you don't have to you don't have to treat this as a side if somebody's coming through with this much hate there's some like like eye opening like holy cow that's awful stuff uh in those reactions not all of it i, I, just I mean did they did they like respond like hey look at this jerk off over here you know like cause sometimes um, they can do that kind of stuff where like yeah they post these letters specifically to call out that they don't care about that kind of criticism yeah my uh, guess here is it's in an alpha flight probably infinity war or infinity crusade crossover it's probably the reason i was reading it and um because certainly i didn't keep up with alpha flight that long for any reason um mm-hmm. but it's uh I, I whatever the reaction was it was like my memory of it is like well that's an opinion too which is pretty yeah sauce yeah anywho North i mean Star, if, just if a little marvel more credit. has been consistent about one thing since the 60s it is sitting on that fence <laughs> like yeah no it's quite thing. good at fence sitting um okay let's move on to the next letter here this is our first lengthy letter this is from dan um Better known as Old Man Hawkeye in the Slack, and I got to mm. uh, I got to point out. Oh, uh, <laughs> Dan is pointing out in the chat when I say I like North Star and his sister. You mean the emotional abuse of his sister? I mean, yeah, kind of. I think that's interesting. Um, I mean, I don't like like it. I don't think it's cool, but like, I think that is they have an interesting dynamic. Um, that's pretty. Uh, I don't know. Uh, has me intrigued. Um, I also it's have unique. to point out. I guess this is a good a time as any. Does he bring it up here? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, as people who listen know, I had an opinion about Giant Size X Men and Alpha Flight Number One in last last week's episode. I think. Um, That's understating it. it. You had you had the best a massive epiphany. Epiphany. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it occurred to you on the recording, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I didn't think of it. You had an epiphany bomb. I have been very heartened by the reaction of the club because too heartened. Let's be clear. very, f- very few, if any people have just said wrong, crazy, insane, yeah. uh, like even Dan, who has been like one of my biggest critics for how even I Dan, about who wrote a, a glorious 7000 word rebuttal, he wrote an enormous, <laughs> enormous rebuttal today. That is like, I have to respect. He broke it down point by point. I disagree with a few points, but like mm-hmm. it was a really, really well-reasoned argument. Um, but even yeah, he Dan, I need to I need like, to read that all the way. Oh, but, you should. It's really uh, but good. I, but I may be in touch uh, to see if I can publish that. <laughs> I mean, the <laughs> thing is, like, even Dan, awesome. in writing this enormous rebuttal to me, was like, uh, I mean, it's better written and the art's better, but like, here's some other things that you know outweigh what you were saying. So sure, sure, yeah. Uh, I think I think I uh, I'm quite vindicated. But yeah, it's, it's been actually it's been very. See, fun. No, that's that's and where I have a problem. One, because you didn't go with the vindicator pun, saying I'm mm-hmm. quite vindicated. And two, because club guys, if you fuel Zach like this, if you tell him that what he said wasn't 
wrong, mm-hmm. he's, it's just going to keep happening. He's just going to oh, keep boy. doing this. I, I just, I'm worried. I'm worried about what comes next. <laughs> what sort I mean, of I don't, wild I don't, things I, are you going to say? To be fair, I was not like looking for this response. I mostly, when Monday in the episode came out, I was just wincing like, oh, God. Did you sleep? Oh. Uh, did you sleep Sunday night at all? I mean, I'm I'm not that worried. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm not getting doxxed over it. But uh, yeah, you know, I I kind of thought I'd just have to like I'd be exasperated a lot this week. But no, it's been a, it's been a lot of good discussion, and I, I appreciate how everyone's been chatting about it. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's been good. So speaking of Dan, thank you. I would read that, but it would literally take me ten minutes of reading solid. <laughs> but it was a really uh, interesting. Um, argument he made. But he does write an email here. Hi, Dave and Zach. Dave has said many times that the reading list is painstakingly curated and hard decisions need to be made. He has also said in the past that he generally finds the Hulk uninteresting and wanted to hear from anyone that thought otherwise. Although I generally agree with him, the run of the Hulk starting in the middle of 1982 with 272, where Banner gains control of the Hulk persona and extending up to 1983 is really good. Excuse me. The Professor Hulk transformation opens up a whole new set of character dynamics. Betty Ross gets Bruce back, but can't handle the Hulk is still around. President Reagan gives Hulk a formal pardon. General <laughs> Ross can't deal with this new reality and breaks bad. And fear not, Zack. Rick Jones remains annoying and deserving of multiple spankings. Ooh, there are a few weak issues mixed in, but an extended run in the first half of 83 with the leader from 20, 278 to 284 is particularly good. So I'll make the case. That some of these issues are at least worth some of the bonus round recognition on the list. Thanks for the podcast and make mine Marvel. Dan. Yeah, I appreciate uh, that recommendation yeah. a lot. It's definitely yeah, I have marked um, those issues. I still have them kind of in my back, my backlog of stuff to get to. I have not given it a super fair shake, so I'm open to it. I'm interested. I mean, I think I mean, I'm, one... I'm putting one in next month for uh, the Dean's list. Um, I'm putting Ooh, at least one it, in. But is it pre? Uh, well, I mean, is it pre Secret Wars? I don't remember. Because man, if you messed up our continuity, oh boy! <laughs> I have no idea. I have boy. no idea. It's Strike actually about General Ross list. mostly. Um, but he, that one he mentioned, where President Reagan gives Hulk the pardon. I've read that issue, and it's excellent. Uh, yeah. the, the entire issue is Hulk. The entire superhero community gives Hulk a parade, and it's Hulk just being like, kind of like, uh, just touched, and as, as every hero like gushes about him and gives a speech in public about like what a good friend he is and how he's become like such a good hero and it's the hulk just being like me i deserve this <laughs> and like yeah it's it's very yeah. sweet and it's like it's a, a showcase of every marvel hero coming out to compliment the hulk <laughs> even okay. general ross who's just like uh you know well i don't uh, i don't agree with this in principle but i will follow uh, the law of the land and you are free to go so, all right yeah, yeah. i mean i want to read i want to read some more of these i uh just i'm gonna finish all of the reading on my list, and I'm going to make some time for some <laughs> 80s Incredible Hulk. I think it sounds good. Cool. Um, do you want to get the next one here? Let's see. It is Pete Parsons. Peter. Yeah, let me do this one. All right. Peter says, The PS4 Spider-Man game was a huge success. While the gameplay has some detractors, its story and the love with which it treats its source material has gotten a ton of worthy praise. People are hoping, with some skepticism, for similar success with the Avengers game. What other characters would you love to see get amazing video game releases as good or better than Spidey? I'll throw a vote for Doc Strange. Magic and Altered Dimensions could result in some amazing gameplay. Also Thor. Though not my favorite book, he seems woefully untapped as a perfect choice for a video game adaptation. All right. Uh, yeah, Spider-Man PS4. Fantastic. Love Ooh, well, it. I, I am, am similarly right now, and I've got a lot. You're of playing games. it right now for the first time? I am. I'm like five or six hours in. 
And okay, I've been, that's not a lot of hours in. What I've been your like early impressions. I've been infuriating the club, basically being like, I don't know, it's fine, I guess. <laughs> that does um, sound infuriating. Yeah. Well, I mean, I yeah, I it's mostly gameplay stuff. Uh, gameplay stuff has got me down a little bit. Like web slinging is autopilot, which is frustrating to me. Like I hold R two, can let be. go. Yeah, that that stuff is like a little bit of a bummer. Like you cannot screw up and not. You can't screw up and just hit a wall, basically. Uh, it feels like it's holding my hand the whole time. Um, and I, it was, you, I was having You a want more. the version of a Spider-Man game where it's extremely challenging to web-sling, and no, you have no, to no, constantly no. be like really working at the controller to make sure you stay in the air? No, it just doesn't feel like I'm particularly uh, in control. It kind of feels like the game is just running You've it for me. lost control again. Yeah. Um, it, now, have, I, you, I also, have you done it yet where you mute the in-game soundtrack and play the uh, old-school hip-hop Jay-Z Jonah Jameson playlist? Oh, I thought you were going to say... Spotify? No, I only listened to it with that uh, like Italian song from the PS2 Spider-Man 2 game. The... <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, as long as you've got a soundtrack, it definitely augments I, the I've been uh, having, I've been having some fun with it. I played like two hours this morning. But I, I'm also, I don't know, I've just, I haven't been, like, over the moon about it, like, a lot. I don't like open world games Ugh, that much. Such so a that's grump. Such a grump. A big thing for me. But I will say, the amazing thing about it, and the thing that, like, makes me excited about the idea of them extending this to other superheroes, is, like, they love Spider-Man in this world, and it is so, like, dripping with detail and, like, just love. Like, you can see so much work put went into fleshing out this world. Um... I love all that. The story's pretty good so far. I really like that it is, like, about Spider-Man while being completely out of continuity with the comic books. Like, it's just its own little version of Spider-Man that's so totally Spider-Man in essence, but, like, has its own thing. Like, he's established hero. He's got all this history. It has nothing to do with the comics. Um, it has a lot to do with the comics. Well, I mean, it's not like... directly out of the comics, but it's pulling a ton from, like, yeah, the no, I mean, era in particular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I see some, like, history stuff being mentioned, but, like, overall, it's not, like... It doesn't feel like you have to work this into the continuity somewhere. Like, where does this take place in continuity? Anyway, I'm just saying, like, I appreciate that. It, oh, it's, uh, it's the big feels... time era, circa 2009. Okay, I haven't read any of that. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, like, Aunt May doesn't look like any Aunt May you've ever seen before. Peter Parker doesn't look like a Peter Parker we've seen before. He's working for a pre-Doc Ock, Otto Octavius. You know, yeah, the, like, the I... Otto Octavius changes are... Very, very. I'm active. saying, I'm, I'm just glad uh, it lets it live in its own little universe. There. It's a but, great story. Yeah, it's while a, playing it's a fantastic it, fantastic story. Like, gameplay aside, it's yeah. One one thing I definitely love the most lot, yeah. about it is just the idea of like, hey, can we actually tell a fantastic Spider-Man story? You know, mm -hmm. like it, like Marvel video games. That's probably the thing I want the most. You know, more than anything is like, does this actually tell a fantastic? little movie or a fantastic mm -hmm. comic book story um, sure. that we haven't seen before and if it does that i can forgive a lot of things so yeah. i mean as far as like this avengers game coming up i'm pretty skeptical myself i've already pre-ordered it and i'm gonna play it and i hope it's awesome um but just like just the tenor of what it looks like and what the story seems like it's gonna be mm -hmm. which is kind of like a kind of feels like an avengers disassembled post hydra um takeover kind of thing i'm not super convinced but it's early it's just you know based on like a teaser at this point like mm -hmm. the game was scheduled to come out later this year or whatever so what other characters would i want to see well i'm seeing all of them currently because i'm playing a thor. lot of ultimate alliance 3 thor's I, I mean the thing is like the that game i haven't played that uh, but those games are like fun but like you can just swap the heroes out right it's not like a world of thor 
You know, like having a whole game about Thor yeah. that jumps into all the worlds he visits. You know, kind of like God of War, honestly. You could do something like that with Thor. Um, I mean, Ultimate Alliance do- games are very good at at being like, hey, here's the whole Marvel Universe. Exactly. Here's the yeah, whole yeah. thing. We're going to go but it loses every some place. We're going to include every character. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, I think as far as, like, specificity goes, yeah, Thor sounds very, very, like, probably the easiest one to do. Doctor Strange is I mean, great Dare- as well. Daredevil like would be the easiest, easiest one because you already have New York built and a swinging mechanic built. And you just, it would like- be hard to do Daredevil, I think, with the Arkham City franchise having such a prominent place in video games. Um, you know what? And, I and like superhero video games in particular. I was just thinking this morning. I like how Arkham, uh, the Arkham Knight games or Arkham games play a little better. Like the fighting in that feels a little more fluid and fun to me. But like I prefer the aesthetic and the way that they have adapted the comic in Spider-Man so much more. Because Batman, I think, like compared negatively, that those games just kind of feel like. A really surface look at Batman and like a really mm-hmm. kind of average Batman story. And it's just like, well, you get to see it in 3D and it's fleshed out, you know, but it's not particularly like, I don't know. Arkham City is a pretty dope story. I, I haven't played through the whole that one. That one I keep like getting two hours into and quitting. Let me guess, 50%? I get, I get oh, bored. two hours. Yeah, I get bored with that one. I don't know. I open world games. Do people ever call you Half-Life as like a sick burn? Like you only get halfway through things? Uh-huh. You know? I mean, like, how many like videos? Do you, how many? What's your gamer cred, huh? What's my oh, gamer real gamer? Cred? <laughs> I, uh, man, my gamer cred is strong. I downloaded Pokemon Quest yesterday to play with Little Von Doom Busing. Mm-hmm. So I've got a Squirtle, a Rattata, and a Pidgey. After a few hours in that, well, how much gamer cred does that get me? Yeah. Sounds like <laughs> a lot. Sounds like a lot. All right. So to actually answer the question, uh, yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. I always thought would be super fun would be. Um, mass effect style when i was playing that game a lot i always thought like why don't they just make an avengers game like this like i would i would love it so much um i now i kind of feel like that sort of thing a slightly open world but mostly interaction based with a fantastic four i think would be amazing there's a lot of like you can go to the negative zone you can go to different planets they can travel a lot of places um i think i think the thing i want the most is whoever it is not a new york city game Spider-Man's got that covered, so that's yeah, why Daredevil, yeah. I'm like, no, I think I'm good. I think the Avengers game, the way it's been positioned is like, it looks like a New York City game. Um, I want a game where it's like, yeah, it's Thor, and we're going to Niflheim, and mm-hmm. we're going to um, Zvartholheim, and we're going to mm-hmm. Icy Frostyheim, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I, those are those are great picks. Um, All right, I, I got one. I got one more. Is it the Silver Surfer NES soundtrack? Just Ooh, like that's not fun. a game, but I listen to that every morning now. <laughs> it's super fun. Yeah, is that good? Um, yeah. This is not Marvel comics, and it's not even American comics. But uh, I I don't know why this doesn't exist. But a very good open world One Piece game, like a la Wind Waker, where you have your ship and you get to explore different islands. And mm-hmm. he has a huge move set in the comics and the anime that would translate to like video games really well. And it is Love baffling it. to me that like. They have not done some big open world with, like, the number three comic property in the world. Like, One Piece is about to surpass Batman and Superman for numbers of issues sold. And, like, all the video games are just churned out, like, pretty churned out crap. Like, real, I think that's, every, the, oh, that's the bigger oh, thing to me is, yeah. like, look at the, the pop culture dominance of Marvel and superheroes mm-hmm. right now, right? And video games, like... I don't, like ignorance of that <laughs> like like video yeah. games operate as if that wasn't the case which i think a lot of, i don't know enough about the industry to really understand it but i know like marvel their whole strategy was just like 
a complete like they were just like all in on mobile games maybe even still are to a degree you know um in a way that's like infuriating and then dc obviously nailed it with the arkham franchise but really just that it's yes it's weird to me that there wouldn't also be like yeah hey, let's adapt these ten thousand manga properties or let's adapt invincible i mean they get they get good uh there. There, there's a few like popular anime um dragon ball fighters they look really good there's a few one piece games that look great and they're kind of like hey it's like marvel ultimate alliance level like a real seven out of ten like perfectly down the middle like this is totally serviceable you get to see all your friends yeah yeah do you like um do you like the injustice style like marvel capcom style games because those never do anything for me i mean i'm not a big fighting game guy so that kind of just excludes me from that period i mean i like intentionally they make them to exclude you they're like hey guys let's (laughs) let's keep zach out of here (laughs) i like to you know i watch the youtube compilations of uh of all their like you know intros and special moves because those are fun um, sure. Because they have like sure. Hellboy and Swamp Thing in them now, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like they, uh, they have such like a wild array of cool characters in those. You know what Hellboy runs? So I was just thinking like, oh, Hellboy game that'd be fun. I'd be compelled. Uh, there was supposed to be a Black Sad game not that long ago. I don't know what that is. And I Black totally Sad? forgot to. F- you don't know? We didn't talk about Black Sad before. Uh-uh. Black Sad is a an absolutely amazing. If you don't like it, I'll cancel the podcast with you. Comic um, about a noir cat detective oh, in an anthropomorphic world yeah, yeah. I, you you will love this comic i'm positive it's like it's not the number one comic on my list obviously a best comics of all time it like but it's sex, like it's probably the cats? one i'm most there's some sexy times right, it's not cool. quite um merc andolfo's unnatural level sexy where we're like mm-hmm. i think i like pigs now <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind yep. of what that comic does to you. Um, but Black Sad's the one where I'm like, <laughs> if I'm going to give this as a gift to somebody who I know maybe likes comics but isn't super into them, I, I have no... No comic gives me a higher confidence level that they're going to dig it. Hmm. Cool. Uh, I will and I'm confirming this looks, here... This looks up my alley, yeah. Via my favorite listener, <laughs> Charlotte, in the chat, that Black Sad has been released as of November 2019. So, Zach, oh, uh, yeah. you proceed to the next question because I'm going to make a note to download a video game. Let's see. It's got a it's got a sixty five on Metacritic. So, Ooh, babe, not that's, interested. That's, that's all that so Dave plays. He, he's like above a sixty, below a seventy. That's all I'm interested in. I've got a or, Metacritic Google Alert filter that only sends me games. Uh, yeah, between sixty and C actually, it's, it's only, actually between sixty eight and seventy. So I probably didn't get that one. <laughs> um, okay, so let's see. Is there anything else? Oh, uh, I just want to point out one of our Slack members wrote some incredible fan fiction. Did you see this? There's Stiltman, uh, uh, Rick oh, Jones fan fiction. fan fiction. Oh, I think uh, I think I saw reference to this, but I I haven't. I don't think I've read it. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait till the end of the show, and then I'm gonna do a reading of this whole thing live because it <laughs> genuinely deserves it. Uh, Is this going in the recording? What? Do, how, how yeah, long it's are gonna we go the, about here. I mean, it's not that long. It's you know, it's a couple paragraphs. But um, I just okay. want to wait till the very end so that people can put their children to bed because this one gets steamy. Oh, all right. A little MMY after dark. Mm-hmm. Get the kids in bed. Get yourself in bed. And let's do a little MMY after dark, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. No, no. It's not. There's nothing sexual about it. It's. Um, do you want to do You say the... that, and I feel like you're lying. <laughs> but okay. it's, just about, it's just about spanking a teenage boy. <laughs> oh! Yeah. Oh, just that. Yeah. He deserves it though. Just um, that. Oh well, if he do you want to do? Do you want to start out with the my marvelous year heroes and villains? Well, hang on, I do, but Peter had more questions, and they're they're pretty good ones. 
Um, his oh, second oh, question sorry, was, who would be the best or worst Marvel characters to be stuck in quarantine with? I think the worst would be Quentin Quire. Uh, I think that would I don't be know who that is. absolutely insufferable. Pick I someone also, that we read in the club already, you nerd. Yeah, nerd. Uh, all right, you pick one. Who's best and worst that we've read in the club? I mean, best, I don't know. I, it, there's a recency bias here, but like Puck seems pretty cool to party with. Puck would be down to just like yeah. drink whiskey and hang. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. that um, would like be very chill. Puck's a good pick. See, the worst um, is, I mean, Daredevil. Like he would gaslight you. He's very the worst. intense. Yeah. <laughs> He, he, uh, I feel I like he know, does Daredevil a lot of pacing back and forth. He'd go back and forth between brooding and then, like, I don't know. Yeah. I think I could learn a thing or two from Daredevil. Like, he'd always want to spar, so I feel like I'd kind of learn how to spar. He could teach me about how to meditate and stuff. You know who'd be the worst? Probably Hawkeye at this point. Yeah, I guess, like, 60s and 70s Hawkeye, for sure. <laughs> like, Hawkeye yeah. would be making weird, extremely uncomfortable comments to my wife. Um, I don't and see Hawkeye him would just be like, hey, you, uh, you want to watch this porn with me? Let's just sit on the couch yeah, in the right? living room. Just like the on the big the screen. Like I'd come downstairs watch. with a three-year-old and he'd be just like porn on the big screen. And I'd be like, oh, Clint, what are you doing? And it's he'd be like, no, a, that's not a Clint. That's a, And I'd be like, Clint, no, you can't say that. He's three. It's bro you know? stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Uh, who else? Um, who's the Who's the villain who would actually be kind of good? Well, bad paste pot Pete because my house just could not stay clean with him no, in the house. You don't want that. Everything you need to be outside. sticky all the time. Paste pot Pete's family, wife, mm. mother, whoever, must have been yelling at him constantly to take that outside. <laughs> Pete, <laughs> you cannot do that in the house. That is much too sticky. Go outside. Um, what other villains would be kind of fun to spend time with? Uh, I mean, obviously Wilbur Day. Like, I would just want to get inside his beautiful, beautiful head. Um,. I don't who know else? what you're talking about. I think Bat Rock would be kind of like I could like I feel like hey I'm gonna do some like kickboxing exercise and like kind of learn how to leap. He would just destroy uh, would everything in your house. All those picture frames up on the wall, kicked them down. That's fine. I mean, I'm not that big a decorator, honestly. Like, I, here's the thing: if I lived alone, <laughs> anyone watching my the house video would... right now can see that that's obviously untrue. There are seven frame photographs just in frame of <laughs> the picture of you right now. If I lived entirely alone and you excluded comics. I don't think I'd have a single thing on my wall. So um, I, I think Batrock would be welcome in my home. If not yours, I'm hearing. Uh, quite, uh, Charlotte says nasty. the best would be Stiltman because he'd be great for social distancing. That's true. He'd always be at least six feet up in the sky. Yep. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> at least six. Okay. And, uh, and then uh, Peter has a, a My Marvelous Year universe question about Fever Baby's role in the spread of this pandemic. Zach? You're a resident fever baby expert. Does he have anything I have to do? Deliberately, <laughs> deliberately chosen to keep that away from fever baby. Uh, we are social distancing. It's a little, a little bit too real for uh, two real connotations of that. Yep. I think. Um, so thanks for bringing it up, Peter. Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but seriously, thanks for your life, Peter. Always appreciate <laughs> yes. it. Alrighty, let's uh, let's move to my marvelous year universe updates. Yes. Yeah. Please. I uh, have do you two. Start? How many do you have? I got one. Okay, I'll start then. Um, All right, so today we are updating the Son of Son of God. This is, uh, who's the patron here, Zach? Jorg Eitner. Jorg Eitner, thanks for your support on patreon.com slash mymarvelousyear. And as we remember, Jorg Eitner, and he has become a quasi-religious figure. He is the Son of Son of God, and there is a, um, what would you call it, a godhead, of actual mythological beings 
that sort of empower him. They are known as BAFAM, which is the acronym Zach came up with, very much like Shazam <laughs> for Captain Marvel. Each letter of BAFAM stands for a mythological entity, okay? So Jorgen is followers. What we remember they like to do is they, they are big on, like, acknowledging York's status as the son of a son of God and uh, pranking. They're really big into prank wars. So what they've done currently is they've hoarded all the toilet paper in their region, and they are teepeeing houses every night. So not only have Ooh, they hogged all the toilet paper, yeah. but they are using, oh my gosh, it's a, it's a very nasty prank, right? They're getting, they're getting meaner, let's just say. While they're doing this, during one of their late night strikes, all of a sudden some lightning strike, strikes down on the street around them. And uh, the, a raving pack of teen cannibals comes running, descending on Yorick and his yeah. pranksters, right? And the way you know, so like normally when you're out on the street late at night and you just see a bunch of teens running at you, like immediate thought is they're probably yeah my friends and are here. like yeah and it's like hey we'll just probably play some basketball like this will be fun um but in this case they're <laughs> raving and like they have like like limbs in their mouths so you kind of know like you kind of know they're gonna be a little hand oh like they're chewing on li- <laughs> it's like where does he go like they have arms growing out of their mouths Creepy. No, no, no. There's not yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. it's okay. It's gross, man. Um, so they descend on York's followers, and uh, they eat all of them, right? They attack and viciously eat uh, everyone who was following and pranking with York. Now, York escapes. He's the son of son of God. He's got some powers here. Um, he gets out of there, but, I mean, mildly traumatic experience, I would say. And uh, more than anything, he lost all his followers. He's people who kind of fuel him and allow him to go about his business in the world. So he Jorg recognizes this must be the work of one of the godhead, uh, the letter M. This would be Mictlan Tektutli. (laughs) I I even put a a, like phonetic pronunciation guide. Mictlan Tektli. Yeah? Mictlan Lakutli. Mictlan Lakutli. Pardon you. Um, So he, he believes that this being... Is the one who uh, who has descended these raving cannibals upon him? Hey, did I drop mm-hmm. out of the feed? My video? Uh, you did, but that's only because I. <laughs> that's my fault. You're you're fine. People can still hear you. Don't run. I'm fine. Um. So anyway, he sets up uh candles in the shape. This is Yorg again. So he knows, like, okay, one of the godheads out to get me. I don't understand why. So he sets up candles in the shape of a dick, and he summons <laughs> a me? demonic <laughs> private eye. Uh, a dick, like a private eye. Ah, yes. You know, like a sleuth? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Of course. Um, so, he, like, he doesn't do a pentagram. That, that wouldn't work for this. And he gets a demonic private eye, and he asks him, like, who who's after me, and why are they doing this? And after some time, the demonic private eye comes back, and he's like, well, you see, the guns are off, and uh, they're, they're after you, Yorg. They're forming a coalition, and they think you're stealing your powers. Yeah, see? They're, they're stealing your powers, and you think they are stealing your follower base. So, Bafam, each one of these gods here, is now after Yorg, thinking that he is leeching their powers um, non-consensually and stealing their followers as well. So we have a Yorg versus the gods situation, and they are hunting him. And let's face it, he's scared. Next time on My Marvelous Year Universe, when we update Yorg, we'll learn what happens when the gods hunt a man. It's gonna say I, I took a drink of water right before you started in that private eye voice, and I almost did a literal spit take. <laughs> sprayed it all over my computer screen. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. Yep. Um, okay, so it's kind of good. You you can't see me when we're recording these live. Uh, but like true story. So, yep. 
me looking directly into the ca- the camera with enormous eyes as you <laughs> you put out these you weave these tails uh, they're they're really something <laughs> okay all right so i've got an update uh this is a couple characters are involved here but i think this is mainly going to be uh Nate Champion uh long aka long distance and Champion of Nate's Mike Mike Cook aka Heaven Hero uh last we checked in on Heaven Hero he had opened up a restaurant down south somewhere i think in Texas maybe i said um called the Scoville Unit which to this day remains my best joke i think <laughs> uh, and <laughs> i'm really proud of that one yeah um and uh due to overwhelms powers he had poisoned everybody's dishes everyone's chili with his toxic poisonous hot sauce um pretty soon thereafter he went on the run because he came to he realized what he had done you know this was not heaven hero is trying to to turn a new leaf he's trying to you know become a better person turn away from becoming a villain but he's on the run now who shows up at his motel door but lala lacrazzi the tailor and she's recruiting him and she says i can protect you i can keep you insulated from the police and the authorities but you have to work for me now and we see the the door of the motel close as La- he brings Lola lacrazzi in to discuss the terms of uh, what kind of what her. kind of motels in oh like a real roach motel like oh you know, it, I thought it, it was it's like one a that you hide from motel the holiday in no like one that you hide from the police in you know um, cut, <laughs> yeah, cut I actually don't know because I never get into those. They always kick Ooh, me out. Oh, fancy, fancy boy, pinkies in the air, never hide from the police in a roach motel. I've never had to hide from the police. Hmm, I didn't know I was hmm. speaking to royalty. Hmm, yes, this castle's so, quite nice. So six six months later, we we uh we cut to long distance, and he is committing restaurant crimes. And uh, as we talked about before, the most distance, heinous of crimes. Yeah. He, he can transport between different dishes, right? He can, like, zap himself from plate to plate. Thing is, he can't do it for every plate. There's a, there's a special type of mineral. Is that That's how it went, right? I'm not reckoning this. This plate to plate? No. It sounds very much in continuity. I, you are the one who created this. I don't remember. <laughs> that's my memory of it. Why are you saying it like that? I'm agreeing. Oh, okay. Um, so his, uh, his plate... Are we fighting now? <laughs> I can't <laughs> tell. <laughs> People love this. <laughs> um... There's only a special type of plate. There's a special type of um, what's it called? Like porcelain, not porcelain. What's, what's fancy plate? What's fancy plates made out of, Dave? Fancy plates are made out of silicone. A lot of people That's don't know that. Very hard true. to break silicone. That's China. Thank you, thank you, Red Robot China. That's what. No, I mean. we can't get them from China right now. That stuff's yeah, all shut down. It's so funny, China porcelain. There's a special type of porcelain. Very rare. Only the the fanciest restaurants keep. So, like, it's a pretty limited amount of plates he can zap around. You know, most most big cities have a restaurant or two that have this type of porcelain, but uh, it's, you know, it's not like every, um, you know, like every paper plate and everyone's plastic plates at their houses he can zap back and forth to. It'd be hilarious if you went to a fancy restaurant and they served your dish on a paper plate. Like, that's a, that's on a, actually on a, a China really good plate. gag. Huh? <laughs> on a China plate? Yeah. Like, that you would know, actually make you me know like that, that brand of, a lot. of uh, paper plates, China? No, but I was pretending I did until okay. you asked me directly. Sorry. I, uh, the reason I ask is because my aunt, who uh, who is a little, like, I don't know, a, a little bohemian, not bohemian, uh, what's the word? A little bit of a yuppie, Rhapsody? I guess. She's a okay. little yuppie. Um, came and visited us in Maine when I was a kid and asked about our Chenet plates. <laughs> Should I put the Chenet plates out? 
Just really only a funny joke if you know how, like, uh, pronouncing it like that is so funny. That's that's what the fancy restaurant should do. Call them Chine. Mm. Anyway, so just to clarify, there's only a limited amount of plates. Um, long distance. He's committing restaurant crimes. He's zapping in and out of restaurants. He sit, zaps in, eats a meal real quick, steals, you know, the, uh, the real silver finery from uh, these, like, three-star Michelin restaurants. Zaps away. One Michelin. night. Don't they make tires? Oh my god, you are so funny. Yes, I mean that is the same company that makes tires that does the restaurant reviews. Is this a real thing? I, I'm I'm actually not just making a joke. They do oh. tires and restaurant reviews. It's because uh, back in the day, like they the Michelin <laughs> the Michelin restaurant guide was being like put out by Michelin, the tire company, for like, uh-huh. hey, drive across you know the country and here's all these great restaurants and we review them. It's like part of their uh, their whole package. And now this they are awesome. like the place that reviews high class fancy restaurants, you know, getting hey, three Michelin you know who, stars is like, you know, who wrote those original reviews? David oh Michelini. Boo. Boo. Everyone's booing. Yeah. Aaron is asking what is happening. <laughs> it's very true. Long distance <laughs> is on a heist. And the thing that happens is when he zaps between plates, he goes into this alternate dimension. You know, I might call it the negative zone. And he follows these long like threads that he, uh, he can kind of see. And the way that he can tell what plate he's going to jump into, he gets a little taste. He gets to taste what's on the plate that he's going to zap <laughs> into. <laughs> and that's, that's kind of how he has an idea of what, uh, what restaurants he's, he's going a, into. We haven't he's mentioned also... this before, but he is a gerbil. We, we didn't bring that up before. I think it's relevant now <laughs> that we've heard him eat. Hobbit yeah. Hero is very much a gerbil. All right. This is not happening here. This is long distance, you fool. <laughs> long distance is the gerbil. Heaven Hero is a hamster, you idiot. Okay. Key clarity. Thanks okay. for the update. So, long distance. He's between plates, and it takes some time to travel between these plates. And uh, he's planning on zapping to a plate at a fancy restaurant in New York. And he he gets close to it, and he uh, he starts, mm, mm, what's that? <gasps> it's poison hot sauce. And he, like, veers away from it. And he's like, all right, I'll go to L.A., he gets uh, he gets close to the plates in this L.A. this L.A. restaurant he knows, and he starts mm-hmm. reaching out and <gasps> more poison hot sauce everywhere he turns. Every plate, poison hot sauce, poison hot sauce everywhere. Every portal out, every plate out, poison hot sauce. And you know he can't jump out of those because he'll uh, right. he'll be coated in poison hot sauce. <gasps> but here he finds one plate, one plate finally that's uh, that's free of this poisonous hot sauce. He goes through it relieved, leaps through, and emerges in a jail cell with Lalo Lucrazzi and Haben Hero standing right outside. Whoa. Dun, dun, dun. Standing outside his cell, or they're in the cell with him? <laughs> they're outside the cell. <laughs> okay. And there's there's just a plate that uh, they capture him with. They just, um, there's, there's just a plate in the cell. Yep. So Lalo Lucrazzi capturing different villains for her own purposes. Okay. Plated. Love it. Excellent update. All right. What, uh, what do you have? <laughs> All right. So this will be our final update here, I believe. Uh, this is for CJ, the backup generator. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is going to be a little atypical, I'm just going to say. Um, you know, usually my updates are very direct, very succinct, very thought out. This one's mm-hmm. a little different. So oh, interesting. <laughs> yep. So CJ, one night, falls asleep watching uh, Alita, Battle Angel. He fell asleep within Good the first taste. Yeah. three to four minutes. Eh, well. Didn't, didn't take. What, he has many popcorn kernels watching with him. As we remember, CJ, part of his power set, he can create uh, a little bit of static electricity, and he can generate just enough to create sentient uh, popcorn kernels. 
COL style kernels. And uh, one of them, recognizing CJ is asleep and, you know, let's face it, very, very drunk, uh, decides that he's going to go out into the world and explore. Okay? So he finds an open window. CJ likes fresh air. And he sneaks out the window. And from here, Colonel Redenbacher hitches a ride. He goes across the grass, across the lawn, down the road. He finds a pop Corvette driving by, hops on, grabs onto the tail engine, and he heads to the local Popcorner Bakery uh, just to chill, to relax, to see the scene, and um, to enjoy what is going on. Yeah, it's a pretty standard chain restaurant. They make like sandwiches and soup and stuff. Wait, is that real? What? Is that like a city thing I don't know about? Yeah, it's a big city thing, you little country mouse. Popcorner Bakery. Mm, I don't say the popcorner in East Wichita. That's the only thing I see. <clears throat> you're you're lying to me. You've never heard this of whole, a corner bakery. This whole relationship's built on a lie. I'm shutting this podcast down. I mean, okay. there's sorry, a number I'm of lies here, but you you've never heard of a corner bakery? Well, no. I, I, God, please go on. I would love to. I would love nothing more than to go on. So the uh, our little Colonel Redenbacher here enters and sees a gorgeous uh he he see the first thing he sees when he walks into the popcorn bakery is this gorgeous knockout sultry butter packet okay caesar standing there he is smitten as can be but unfortunately he notices that she is she's with a guy right and she's already there with this clearly like cruel domineering big role big r-o-l-l and oh, wait uh, i sorry i zoned out for a second this is a a an enormous sexy kernel of popcorn? No, no, no. Okay. It's a sultry Sorry. butter packet. Oh, please. Continue. Still sealed. Okay. Butter has not been exposed. Like, let's, you know, let's, let's mm. be, not be lewd. Right. As if it's lewd not a giant like sexy piece of popcorn, I'm, I'm out. Uh, well, yeah, I know. I know what you're into. This isn't about you. So he sees this sultry butter packet. He sees the domineering role, and he's still like, well, I'm out in the world. CJ doesn't let us out a lot. I got to go check things out. He walks over. Um, and Colonel Redenbacher asks, he's like, hey, how's it going? Like, what, you know, what are your two names? And the, uh, the sultry butter packet begins to answer. She's like, well, hi, my name is. But then the role jumps in, cuts her off and says, I'm or villain and you are not welcome here. And they fight. And uh, a role and a popcorn colonel fought on the floor of a, a Chicago Midwest uh, sandwich chain. <laughs> And to the casual observer, it might have just looked like a couple uh, couple crumbs rolling around the floor. But <laughs> if you got closer <laughs> to the roll and the popcorn kernel, you would have seen that it was one of the most epic uh, battles of all time. And they fought for hours, which, you know, in popcorn kernel time is uh, is nearly a lifetime. And at the end of this, or villain throws a blow, body blow, body bread blow at, uh, at Colonel Redenbacher. And uh, he w- knocks him out. And when... Colonel Redenbacher wakes up. He's back out on the lawn. He drags his old and decrepit and beaten body back to CJ's home, <laughs> pulls himself up in the window, and uh, he crawls in and crawls into the bowl of the rest of the colonels. And you know what he says to the rest of the popcorn? Much younger. Sometimes the bad guys win. Sometimes do the heroes always win. And then that's it. And CJ woke up and he ate them all. <laughs> and that's a day in the life of uh, one of the backup general leaders popcorn colonels. Oh, that's that was very good. Did you call him wait or villain Bredenbacher? So there's Colonel Redenbacher. Okay, and there's or villain the role. But having heard you say that, 
you know, some edits could have been made. I mean, one of my favorite <laughs> one of my favorite tropes of uh, of doing these is you doing something and then me being like, "Wait, did you mean to say this?" And you're like, "Shit, that's a better idea." Or yes, I did mean to say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Orville we... Breadmacher's pretty good. I'm into that. <laughs> okay. Cat, you must leave. Go. There we go. Zach's cat is telling us it is time to end the variant recording. Although I believe you have some erotica to read. If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> no, don't be disgusting. This is. This is just uh, fun family fiction. Although fun family fiction. That said, uh, put the kids away. This is yep. when the kids go to bed. All right. Let me let me make sure I got the whole thing here. All right. This is from Austin, who is in the the chat right now, saying it's not sexual in all caps. So you can take it from the author. This is from Austin. Stiltman carefully took off one of his stilts and expanded it to maximum length. He had to walk several hundred feet away before he could line up the extended end with Rick's bottom. Squinting his eyes, he carefully judged the distance and force it would take to apply a firm spank to the man's posterior. He drew in a sharp, a deep breath, rotating from the hips, and drove the stilt forward with a powerful swing. Hang on, hang whole, on. You can't interrupt me. You told me this me. wasn't erotica. It's not erotic. This is this is a uh, a moral cautionary tale about what happens when you're a little turd like Rick Jones. You get spanked. Dr- right. Do not please, interrupt me. Please again. continue. Please. Drove the stilt forward with a powerful swing. Rick's whole body jarred with the impact, and he felt it reverberate through his body alongside the crushing disappointment he felt in himself. How could this have happened to me? He thought. I was friends with Captain America, and now look at me, just a boy being spanked by sea listers. Stiltman, satisfied with his work, retracted his stilt and reattached it to his suit. He extended his legs and quickly took just three steps to cover the distance back to Rick. As he moved. <laughs> As he moved, he descended from the heavens and came to a stop just in front of the former leader of the teen brigade. I hope you know what you've done, son, said Stiltman. You deserve this for all your whining and moping. Rick frowned, his face coloring in embarrassment. I'm an Avenger, he cried, but to no avail. Stiltman turned his back on the Cree hero and made his way off into the sunset. Rick, shamefaced, started to stand up. He felt a hand on his shoulder and turned to see the Hulk staring back at him. Not so fast, little human, grunted the Hulk. Rick's eyes widened in fear. Bruce, I th- th- thought we were friends. The Hulk smiled at him, but there was no mirth in it. Banner weak. Banner not spank Rick like Rick deserves. The pathetic Jones child tried to pull away, but couldn't shake the overpowering grip of the Hulk. He began to cry, whimpering and blubbing like the useless sot he was. The Hulk wasted no time, rearing back one of his powerful arms and driving his open palm forward directly at the mewling <laughs> infant's rear end. <laughs> <laughs> Rick cried as the gamma radiation reinforced Hulk hand dr- delivered a truly epic spank on his behind. That hurts! But the Hulk only smiled wider, growing greener and larger as he prepared for another smack. <laughs> Rick, resigned to his fate, slumped as the Hulk landed spank after spank on his buttocks. It's all over, he thought to himself. There's no way I can recover. My pals will be making fun of me for the rest of my life. A sudden loud noise off to his side shocked him out of the useless daydream. A spark of hope ignited in the lesser half of Captain Marvel as he noticed a small figure rapidly approaching from the distance. Could it be my savior, Captain America, who I'm definitely friends with? And it was, dear reader, the perfect figure of Captain America, the ideal human, was running full tilt at the pair. Rick, despite the pain, turned over his shoulder at the Hulk and grinned. I knew it, he cried. Cap is here to save me. The Hulk stared down at him and passive, one hand raised above his head, prepared for another swat. Rick turned just in time to see Captain America slow to a stop in front of him. Please, Cap, Rick pleaded. I don't deserve this. My behind hurts. Captain America, the hero of so many stories, the the man who punched Hitler in the face, looked at Rick sadly. You know, son, sometimes children have to be taught lessons. 
Rick's face fell as he tried to work this statement through his rather slow head. What do you mean, Cap? Please help me! Captain America sighed and shook his, shook his head. I'm sorry, Rick, but the only ass America cares about is mine. He paused, and don't call me Cap. He nodded at the Hulk, who dropped Rick and took a step back. Rick quickly tried to scramble to his feet, but stumbled as he began once again to cry. Captain America, moving quickly, pulled his shield off his back and fastened it to his arm. Setting up his feet into a wide stance, he bent his knees and bounced his weight over his heels to obtain optimal swinging form. <laughs> the star-spangled Avenger took careful aim, lined up his shield, and delivered a powerful spank that would have floored Rick, if not for the momentum absorptive, absorptive, absorptive sorry, properties of the vibranium from which it was made. This did nothing to lessen the pain, however, <laughs> nor did it detract from the freshly renewed sense of betrayal over that overwhelmed the harmonica-playing brat. I'm an Avenger! He sobbed, but the spanks kept coming, and Rick's cries echoed with the distinctive twang sound of the patriotic powerhouse's protective shield impacting on his derriere. Ah, <sighs> the end. Good reading. Very good reading. Austin, thank you. Thank you very much. Follow-up thought. Hmm. How do we get an explicit tag on our show? <laughs> I, what you, I don't know what you were talking about. How I'm is that any sure. more explicit than... I mean, we read violence all the time in comic books. There's nothing... This is just a boy being taught a lesson for his crimes. It's the same mm -hmm. as Spider-Man putting a criminal in prison. Or, uh, I don't know. It, it, That's this, one of the better things? It's literally the same That's as Captain America punching Hitler. On our show. So thank you, Austin, I believe, wrote that. Yes, for yes, the valuable con uh, <laughs> contribution. Uh, <laughs> if you want to see uh, contributions like that live mm -hmm. and uh, and react to them, you yep. can find them in the Slack. <laughs> One of our Patreon uh, supporting tiers gets access to an exclusive My Marvelous Year Slack where you too can submit Stiltman and Rick Jones fan fiction. Go on over to patreon.com slash mymarvelousyear. Uh, and if you think I would no longer like to support this, <laughs> this endeavor, <laughs> that's fine too. Uh, you can leave a review over on iTunes, and that would help us a lot as well. I I have nothing. I'm spent. Yeah, I'll bet. Uh, mm. it, seriously, no joke. You do a great Rick. Oh, thank you, thank you. That was uh, yeah. I, I really I found like a real heart in that character and just channeled. Which is funny because so here's the thing: you look exactly like Roy Thomas. You do an <laughs> incredible Rick Jones voice, right? Mm. I feel like when you try to walk on stilts, you're going to be a natural. I feel like you're going to be great at it. All, all of this uh, this showboating about like stuff that I don't like in Marvel Comics is really just like um, un unrealized self-loathing. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, okay. uh, yeah it's I mean, I am coming. touchy about being taller than other people. So that fits in with the, the stilt man thing. You're like, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. you're already into being taller. Like just... Get on some stilts. Be even taller than that. All right. So this was uh, this was an episode. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> yeah, everybody, who joined us uh, live. That was a lot of fun. If you want to join us live next time, I think, like Zach said, uh, when we do have a variant cover upcoming, we'll probably just be doing these over on our My Marvelous Year Twitch channel yeah. uh, for the foreseeable quarantine future. I think it's easy enough to, to hop on and make them live, and we enjoy having you here to, uh, to listen along with us live. So. I think we'll keep doing that. Uh, next up, we are going to have released 1984 Part 1. This will be some comic books that were published in the year That's 1984. Comic books. Oh, okay. And, oh, uh, you didn't go well, into that And that all sets detail. the stage for <laughs> next, the week after that will be 1982's Secret War. No, no. Excuse mm. me. 1984 Part 2's mm -hmm. Secret Wars conversation. You want to give them a sneak peek at how that conversation went? Or should we keep it, keep it secret? <sighs> keep it safe? 
I think we should keep it secret, keep, but keep let the them tension. know there are some wars. It's certainly true between the yeah. two of us. It right? was a. Uh, it was quite the episode. We'll just. We'll leave I, it I'll say this: the fact that I'm recording this episode, having recorded that one with Zach, <laughs> should tell you that things m- went more my way than his. I think is fair to say. What do you mean? You think that's a fair mine? tease? Yeah, like <laughs> I was proven right more than you were. Like, would you say that's a fair? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, no, I would say that, like, as far as generous lo- uh, podcast hosts co-hosts go, you, sa- was, you started have... saying loving. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the more generous. I mean, I think if we all podcast, heard it. If between the Alpha Flight and the Secret Wars episode, if they prove one thing, it's that I am the more generous podcast host and lover. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but you made me. Yeah, no, I I know you didn't want to say it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, your generosity obviously just tore it out of you. So yeah, no, Secret Wars will be super fun. I'm excited for you guys to mm-hmm. hear that. Um, and as always, uh, you can find the reading list in the show notes. You can find them over on patreon.com slash mymarvelousyear or at mymarvelousyear.com. Uh, I'm Dave. He's Zach. Music for the show is by Disaster Peace. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And as always, we will see you next year. See you next year. Bye. Bye.